Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Lee Sinclair Four Grain Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four-year-aged double pot distilled non-chill filtered bourbon has creamy round and lifting notes with caramel and vanilla, followed by apple, mint, graham cracker, and ginger, as well as cardamom. The finish is slightly French walnut, resolving the sweet, fruity, almost ground cherry and white pepper. Our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick, respect the grain. Please enjoy responsibly. Welcome back to another podcast of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Tiny here tonight uh, after a great weekend going down to the barrel, <laughs> the Dayton Barrel Works. It's just unbelievable how my mind works, but you all can, you all know who I am and stick with it. It's just kind of like there's something that I should be able to remember, but that's not going to happen. But down with Bill Hockett at the Dayton Barrel Works, I mean, it was a wonderful, super time. The podcast turned out phenomenal. Uh, Check that podcast out. That's just been released. Uh, Just go back. Last podcast, the Dayton Barrel Works. What a super place. It's just a, it's just a startup. And, uh, Bill Hockett is starting it up, and he has been at Limestone Branch, and he was there under the tutelage of Stephen Beam, and then came up to Gervasi uh, Stillhouse where Distillery, where I uh, didn't actually meet him in person, but met him through Facebook Messenger as he was getting ready to leave uh, Gervasi Stillhouse Distillery is uh, in my backyard, four minutes away from my house. I visited a lot. They produced some really good, uh, through Bill Hockett and now Shea Pridemore, uh, some really good finished bourbons. Great bourbons that they had uh, sourced, and but they are distilling their own. I'm getting excited for their aging and whatever of their own uh, distillate. That should be coming out in a couple years. And uh, But Bill, uh, in January of 2020, uh, dropped down. So we're coming up on January 2022. So almost uh, at the Dayton Barrel Works for two full years. And he's been putting uh, bourbon, four grain bourbons, a-, a bunch of stuff into the barrel. And we tasted it. We pretty much tasted it all. So check out the Dayton Barrel Works and Bill Hockett and everything that he's been doing. Uh, it was a fantastic show when we went down there. Uh that brings me to hey I'm going to have to put some of this into I got to put something in my glass here. I'll pull a nice little Oh, I have one right here. Hello, not that one, but I got this one from before. 
I'll grab something from back here. Let's see. All right, what's readily available? We were talking about Bill Hockett, so I've got the Gervasi eight-year weeded bourbon that he pulled that he had sourced. It was a non-disclosure, but I'll put some of that in because I need a little bit to clear my throat here. Put that back down there. This is a great. This is a great bourbon. Mm. Yeah, I had to get that down there. That just allowed me to swallow down the little bit of stuff, the frog in my throat. So there were, oh, God, it's delicious. Caramely, vanilla, eight-year, well-aged. It was, uh, as uh, talking with Bill on, the, on that particular last podcast, it was definitely a, you know, a really, really good barrel. And that he set aside when he did the seven-year, he produced a good amount of uh, bourbon. But for that last year, he took that last barrel that eight year and it was fantastic. He let it age another year too. So that was pretty cool. Uh, that brings me to, uh, you heard Alan Bishop on the start of, uh, he was talking about Lee W. Sinclair. He was narrating that <laughs> somehow I got to get this out. <sighs> he was narrating the ad for Lee W. Sinclair, uh, bottled in bond and, uh, high wheat bourbon. And with, uh, what he was, what, what he is doing at the French Lick Distillery is just amazing. The, some of the stuff that he's been producing and the botanicals and spirits that he's using and the, and the grains and and all that, but it's kind of exciting because December 4th, I'm going to be headed down. We've talked about this, but, uh, the Bo Cumberland, uh, Christy Atkinson's going to be down there. Uh, Kevin Rose, uh, Benjamin Eves, uh, jo Jolie Kasperzak and her husband, uh, I'm just so looking forward to go down, going down there and uh, Bo is shooting a documentary on Alan and we are going to be finishing up that documentary. He's going to be doing interviews and that type of thing. And also there'll be, we will be um, probably working on some apple brandy down there. So I'm kind of excited to go down there and just have a good time. It looks like I'm going to be going down Friday afternoon. Hopefully, I can. Uh, we can come up with something to do Friday night, either with uh, Greg Schneider from Chickencock, uh, the master distiller from there. He's right in the Indiana area. Or um, there's a couple things we could be stopping at the Watershed Distillery on our do way down. Maybe have dinner. Uh, there's there's just so much. We're going down with Xavier if. Things work out. Uh, Roxy will be coming too. This should be just a fantastic time going down. This is all based off of what happens uh, when you join, like the pod. What what we're looking to do with the podcasts group. This is just the uh, we're we're two years old. That happened this November, and uh, what has happened in those two years, and the people that I've met, and the 
the experiences that I've had. And then at Kentucky Bourbon Festival, the experiences that we are able to share with some of the members. Uh, being a Scotchy bourbon boy uh, is a great uh, thing to with lots of different uh, opportunities coming up. I, I mean, some of the some we hope to be doing barrel picks with our members. Uh, we hope to be doing uh, distillery experiences with our members. Uh, we did the Kentucky Bourbon Boys tour with Roger, and uh, that was fantastic. Uh, Aaron Conkle. Uh, came, he was down there, Joe Lee, Casper, Zach. Uh, I mean, we just had an absolute ball on that bus tour going to the different places. And because we're the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, uh, when you get to those places, it's just not a normal tour and tasting. Now, at, it's funny because the big tour and tasting that was set up on that particular uh, bus tour trip through the Kentucky Bourbon Boys, the main thing that we were doing is Maker's Mark. Uh, we had a tour and tasting. But what happened was it was raining during that period period of time, you know, torrential rains, flooding and everything. So they basically, it was just a tasting with the gift shop. And the experience, the whole experience was, uh, what would you say, a little bit of a letdown from the standpoint of what happened at Maker's Mark, not from the Kentucky Bourbon Boys tours, but at Maker's Mark, that was what I was expecting, a really cool tour and then a great tasting. And we were just basically dumped into the tasting room and did a tasting. Whereas all the other tours, uh, when we hit preservation, we uh, we know Matt Jackson and he gave us a super tasting and uh, overlook on the preserve and tour of the preservation distillery, like detailed tour. Uh, down to every aspect of the distilling process. We were there for a long time. And then uh, when we hit Bardstown Bourbon Company uh, with Greg Schneider, same thing, detailed tour, detailed tasting. Uh, Greg, gave, Greg gave us where he's at on the distillate that he's working on for Chicken Cock right now. Got to taste that. We got to taste, uh, and we got to go into the, uh, what is it, the library. Um I got to remember what the name of it is. It's not going to come to me, but uh, it is the distiller's library. No, it was, it's where they have uh, four and four purchase. You had four purchase uh, it old, uh, old bourbon whiskey and bourbons and whiskey. I mean, chicken cock was there from 1927. You could have tasted it. Uh, there were anywhere between 80 and $2,500 per pour. So that was really um, cool to get there into. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe that I can't remember the name of the library, but I've always wanted to go in there. This is, this is going to be commonplace for uh, the podcasts for me. Uh, not remembering exactly what I want to talk about or what I'm talking about. So anyways, that was cool. So you get those kind of experiences. Uh, just now, uh, the Spirit of French Lick and Alan Bishop are just, uh, we were talking about going down with Alan, and they are a sponsor of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, but it's more. they Alan's a sp uh, actual Scotchy Bourbon Boy. And what they do for the podcast, uh, what kind of they they podcast with us, 
Uh, they're, they're always looking to hook us up with other people in the industry. It's just a great uh, situation. So thank you very much, Alan, and the Spirit of French Lick. Now, that brings us to, uh, I got to do a little bit of uh, promotion. We are the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, www.scotchybourbonboys.com. Check it, us out at our website. When you're there, you can see bios on us. Uh, we're in the process, uh, probably in the next couple of weeks, upgrading it. Uh, you can see who our sponsors are, connections to our sponsors, and then also uh, check out our store. You can buy uh, some of these awesome uh, Scotchy Bourbon Boy Glen Cairns that we will be drinking out of tonight. Uh, Martin Duffy, who is also a Scotchy Bourbon Boys Boy, is also uh, the Glen Cairn North American Glass representative for the Glen Cairn Crystal Company. Uh, he basically is the reason why we were able to obtain these gorgeous Glen Cairns with our Scotchy Bourbon Boys logo. He can help out. Uh, that's Martin Duffy. You can get a hold of him. Uh, check him out on Facebook. Uh, he will respond and help you with anything you need. Uh, all your glassware needs. They they just have some fantastic glassware. And uh, getting the logo on, he made it uh, easy. And painless, so that check that out. But we have those for sales. We also have Scotchy Bourbon Boy T-shirts for sale, uh, Scotchy Bourbon balls. Check it out. Uh, but then, if you really want to support us, in the top right hand corner of the website is the Patreon button. We are on Patreon. Uh, it will take you right there, the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, and there are a bunch of different ways to support us, from posting chips to tasting with your favorite. Uh, Scotchy Bourbon Boy, uh, there's Glen Cairns that you can, uh, by setting up a monthly subscription, uh, you get uh, some, you get the glassware. And then also t-shirts, but also uh, artwork and all different things. So check out that Patreon. Give us a great support, you know, give us good support there. But also know we are on all major, uh, fo- uh, all major podcasting formats. Uh, when you whatever you listen to us on, we are there. Ask Alexa, ask Siri, it'll come up. We are on Apple Podcasts, we are on iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, Deezer, whatever you're listening to, we're there. Uh, but please, whatever format you're listening to, please subscribe if you can, or uh, like, and then also please leave feedback. Feedback means something to us. If you leave feedback, uh, it shows that uh, you took the time to tell everybody how good we were and you liked what you were hearing. Uh, so the feedback helps out in the algorithm to get searched more. So please uh, leave the feedback. And then also we are the Scotchy Bourbon Boys Facebook group. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, but the Facebook group, we are 600. I will tell you right now. Here we go. We are 667 members strong. And I want to welcome the new and give a great big Scotchy Bourbon Boy welcome to the newest members. Joe Rutledge, Daryl Flack, Jennifer Gervasi, uh, Drew, Drew Zaret, who is the assistant distiller at the Dayton Barrel Works. Uh, I got to meet him Saturday. 
Great to have you as a Scotchy Bourbon Boy, Drew. And then Michael, Michael Underhill, Rob Smith, Patty Ann Caruso, and Lisa Lowry. All new members of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Uh, we're approaching the 700 member. I was hoping I, when I first started that this this group 500 would have been uh, something that I thought was uh, amazing. But we're, all, we're past that and headed... Uh, to who knows when, but then also that covers this next month's meeting. It's December 18th. Uh, I'm working on a venue for this meeting and I'm also really pushing people from out of town and around the Ohio area to come visit with us. We are working on kind of a special event either way. Uh, if we get it, we get it. If not, we'll be tasting uh, good bourbon and drinking some really good bourbon that night uh, at the Barrel Room uh, here in Canton, Ohio. Wonderful venue, and uh, we hope that this kind of uh, this is going to be what we need uh, for the meetings to expand out and have more people instead of just having it straight up at my house every time. So. We are working right now to get that done, so I will let you know uh, as things go further. Uh, we are also on Instagram, the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Check us out there. We are on Twitter at Scotchy the the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, and also we are on YouTube. Uh, this this podcast is being recorded for YouTube. Hopefully, uh, all works out, and I can start. Uh, pushing it. I've got a lot, a lot of editing to get up. Uh, I've been having a little bit of technical problems with one of my, uh, one of the podcasts. And so it slowed me up, but I'll be, uh, these podcasts with the zoom meeting recordings seem to be fairly easy to edit and I should be getting some of those up real soon. So check us out on you, you know, check us out on YouTube. Uh, I just hope as this keeps going, we start to keep rolling, and that's what we're looking to do. Uh, let's see. I'm taking that back. All right. Uh, that brings us to the main, <laughs> the main topic or the main tasting tonight. Uh, one of the things that's been happening is that there's a lot of brands out there uh, that were created either mid-shelf, which to me, when I first started drinking uh, whiskey when I was a kid, I thought it was top shelf. I thought Jack Daniels, Jim Beam, those type of whiskeys were, top, you know, those were the top shelf and you were drinking something 1890 and that was high end. But, you know, now we know that that's still the same price and there's a lot of stuff uh, that you, there's a lot, a lot more money you can spend on bourbons. But what, what they've been doing lately, Jack Daniels, for instance, and it's it's been forced to respond because of market share, is that Jack Daniels used to be Jack Daniels, and then there was a Gentleman Jack. But now there's a – and then there was also Jack Daniels Single Barrel. I do remember in the 90s purchasing Jack Daniels Single Barrel with no clue what I was purchasing. But – now Jack Daniels has come out with a 10-year. They've come out with a barrel proof. Uh, they've been producing some of these amazing single barrel 
releases uh, plus offering, you know, the single barrel just right on the shelf. And it's an upgrade from Jack Daniels. That's what the, that's what the whole thing is. Take the line and are you, and you're taking the same mash bill. Well, tonight, uh, rebel yell. Uh, I have the rebel yell 100. We did a tasting on it and it's an average good bourbon. I mean, there's nothing wrong now tonight. The rebel yell has a little bit of a 100 has a little bit of a head start because it's probably been sitting for almost a year. It's probably been about a year since we, uh, use that for the the whiskey live t- Friday night tasting, and then I have the Rebel Yell cask strength. You got the Rebel Yell one hundred, and then I have the Rebel Yell ten year. So now, is this going to make the distillate that the Rebel Yell hundred to take it to cask strength? And do a single barrel. And then you also age it 10 years. How much better is it going to make the whiskey taste? Now, it's going to hit your pocketbook a lot more. This was 65. And I believe the Rebel Yell 10 was 99. And you're talking about Rebel Yell 100 at 20. So you're paying more for quality, supposedly. I'm not saying that it isn't or is. I'm right here to tonight check and see if it is or isn't that much better. I mean, we're talking, is the Rebel Yell cast strength single barrel, is it three times better than the Rebel Yell 100? And is it five, is the Rebel Yell 10-year five times better than the Rebel Yell 100? So that's what we're here to kind of check out. I'm going to keep comparing the rebel yells we're not going to be i'm not rating them tonight the main thing is do these upgrades that that happen in these in the distilleries this for instance is lux row now i have to admit their availability is really kind of limited but the if you go to the distillery uh, lux row is doing a really good job of dis, of just re- these limited releases and making them obtainable to the people uh, who visit their distilleries, which is kind of a cool thing. So I was like really happy. I mean, Lux Row seemed to be where it was happening as a distillery to be able to get some of these sourced limited releases from the distillery. That's what was happening the whole time. I'm going to do the Rebel in the Wii, the 100. Get a little bit, a good halfway decent pour in there. And then... Now... Uh, do we get lucky? No, I don't think we're going to be lucky tonight as far as glasses go. But, uh, it definitely right on the, on the bottles, you know, talks about Lux Row. And then, uh, 100 proof handcrafted, which, it, you know, what's handcrafted? To the original time-honored weeded recipe since 1849 and bottled at 100 proof for a rich full flavor so another thing is is that this is a weeded so it goes up you know it's in the line of uh you know when they're weeded they're supposed to be smoother so it doesn't really it just basically says it pays respects to the same recipe that was being used 
when they first made the Rebel Yell. A rich caramel. No, it was nice. What is it? Ah, a specific honeycombs. Specific cereal. It's a little, I mean, for the, you know, the normal shelf pick, it's definitely a good bourbon. I mean, I enjoy it. It's got a nice hug. It's a little bitter on the finish for me. You know, that's, that's what I think I remember when we did the tasting. So let's go to the, I want to say, should we go price? Uh, all right, this is an, a Rebel aged 10 year single barrel. Barrel was filled in 930.09. And then uh, once again, it's, it's touting the 1849 recipe. And then it's also handcrafted. <laughs> It, it says pretty much the same thing, and then it describes the single barrel process, creates a flavor profile unique to each barrel. The end result is an extra smooth sipping whiskey that honors the wheat in all of us. So, yeah, I mean, let's go. Let's check this one out. The 10-year is 100 also so it's a rebel 100 single barrel i'm gonna put that in there drop it in i'm going because it's we'll go proof not price now the 10 year is more expensive than the cast strength but you know the age has everything to do with it how long it sat along sat around uh and took time to make so Cheers, everybody. Let's nose this. Now, this one has a caramel malty kind of taste. Almost like a shake or a... I like that. Here we go. Cheers. Much. There's a char aspect, almost scotchy to this 10-year. But it's sweet. Let's give it another try. Yeah. The difference, the main difference is I'm surprised, actually. Um, with the Rebel Yell, no age statement. It's a... And it's not a bottled in bond, so it's at least two years. And, well, it's if it's bottled in a bond, it's four years. But if it's not, there's not an age. If, it would have to be, if it's not four years, it would have to say it's three or two. Um, the Rebel Yell has an oakier taste with bitterness uh, compared to the 10 year which has a sweet oaky taste with no bitterness but a little bit of the char in the barrel so it didn't pick up more oak 
in that 10 years or the difference between, let's just say, six to eight years. But what it did do is pick up the char on the barrel, but it also got a lot sweeter. Way sweeter. Tons more vanilla. It's almost got a malty vanilla. There's no chocolate on the end of that one. And the char was nowhere near as strong on the second time around. There's no contents between these two. The Rebel Yell 100 has a bitterness to it. Now, not being compared to a Rebel Yell 100, not being directly compared to a $100 Rebel Yell a Rebel 10 year uh, single barrel uh, is a is the bitterness is not as noticeable, but the bitterness is way more noticeable with the direct comparison. So, in my opinion, the 10 year now does the 10 year, yeah, I'd say if you like Rebel 100 and then they come out with the 10 year and you're gonna drink this, uh, 100 bucks a bottle, I don't wouldn't pay more than 99.99, but. I, w- I would buy it, and I did. So, there we go. That's the Rebel 10-year. Now, we'll take it up a notch, and we're going to go with the cast strength. Now, this is only, I believe, $65 a bottle, including tax. Not a, It's a single barrel, and it's a liquor barn store pick. So, uh, but this is sitting at 120.6 proof. So we went from 100 to 100 to 120.6. Now, let's just see where we're at with this between the three of them. Just put a little bit in there. Don't want to get too sauce tonight. It's a weeknight. Uh, very excited to be with you guys again. Uh, I will be podcasting a lot more. We've got Super Nash later in the week. We're going to do a special Hopefully, maybe Wednesday, turkey uh, podcast. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, as we get closer and closer, and my palate now has opened up, I have a a fucking shit ton of whiskey to go through for you guys and taste and let you know what my opinion is. And, you know, where where I think uh, the industry is going, I mean, it's it's on its way. Uh, there's so many different ways to drink whiskey these days. When you think about it, just think about it. Uh, the categories, you know, you got Scotch, Irish whiskey, you've got, uh, you know, Japanese whiskey, you've got Canadian whiskey and just, and everybody is upping their game then they have to. I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of like with all these cast strengths and barrel proofs. You never saw barrel and cast strength scotches. Was, scotch was 80 proof and so was Irish whiskey. And now, because of what bourbon has done, uh, they are com- to, to compete, they've been releasing cast strength scotch. I mean, higher proof scotch. Uh, it's just... There's so much to choose from out there, but then you look at what's happening in the American whiskey categories of the finishes. Uh, you know, you're taking bourbon and finishing it in these oak caps. Look what Maker's Mark is doing. 
So there's so much out there that uh, the podcasting, uh, what would you say? Uh, the podcasting uh, ideas and, you know, uh, what, what, you know, every single podcast, I have uh, a different thing. I don't even have to repeat uh, the possibilities. The podcast possibilities are endless. And with, I was just looking today in Ohio. There are unbelievably, unbe an unbelievable amount of distilleries that I haven't even touched. Didn't even know existed. I mean, there's like 50, 60 within an hour of me. And it's just like some are small, some are uh, really doing it right. Some are with wineries, some are on their own, some are like little factories. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. And all of them are have their own little niche and idea. And it's pretty cool. And I'm going to be visiting them like I did the Dayton Barrel Works and the Watershed. I mean, there's a couple more in uh, Columbus that I hope to get to. And I'll keep working on getting down to these distilleries or getting the people who make the the distillate and get them on the podcast through the magic of YouTube. All right, here we go. This is the cask rebel cask 120. Now on the back of this, let's see what they're talking about. Nothing just says rebel bourbon com. You don't get the little Rebel 10-year explanation. In Rebel. Now, the Rebel 110 were the explanation on the first paragraph was exactly the same. But this is still the age in Kentucky for Lux Road Distillers, Bardstown, Kentucky. Uh, it gives you the... It went in... This, this barrel was filled 231.15... So this is a six-year, because I did pick it up this year, and it's, hundred like I said, 120 proof. All right, let's do it in the glass, the 120 proof up against the 10-year. Actually, the 120 proof six-year is a little bit darker. A little more ethanol, but I get that. Barrel strength, cast strength, flavor that you do with that brown sugar, a little bit of caramel that you do with Booker's, and you do it, and you and you smell it with uh, with Booker's and Stag Junior. That definitely has that type of nose. Wow, tons of body caramel. Brown sugar, cinnamon. Oh, that's that's so different from. Let's compare it right to the Rebel Yell. So, in the six-year cast strength, all bitterness has been removed. Tons of cinnamon. It starts out caramel brown sugar, but back palate is a red hot. And not too much. Beautiful hug. No bitterness. 
Now, the 10 at 100 proof is pulling that wheat smoothness, that silkiness. Not smooth, silky. It's silky. Slides on your tongue. But the Rebel Cast Strength, that single barrel, that is like that red hot candy. It's not bitter. <laughs> Sorry, folks, on that one. Got a little bit of uh, with the heat kicking in this year. At this time of the year, we finally got the heat going full here in Ohio. And there's a little bit of mucus and drainage going on every every morning and sometimes at night. So the I find the whiskey really helps cut that, seriously, cut that uh, drainage down. It was the only medicine on the planet for a long time. So, uh that's a hard one. I would say I like, there's no doubt, uh, $65 for that cast strength. Uh, what's funny is you pay, you pay 65 for it. It's a, it's a store pick, but, uh, if you're going to get a stag junior, it would be, I believe stag junior is $40, uh, retail. You know, MSRP, you don't, it's hard, it's hard to get it for that. Maybe it, no, I got to remember. I think it was, it was $54. I think it was $54. Anyways, it's probably less than the Rebel Cast Strength, but they drink very similar. And I'm going to have to tell you, uh, I agree with what they're doing with the brands by doing these up limited releases and these barrel picks i mean one cast strength a cast strength barrel pick uh isn't something usually you can do uh, most of the time they're gonna be uh taking the wall you know adding the water and proofing it down to whatever but to get a cast strength and and they're they they're allowing it for the liquor barn and putting it out at 120 damn good but so we i agree we've eliminated rebel yell it the two have pretty much they're worth their upgrade either way i mean honestly the rebel 10 the sweetness in that the finish It's not hot and spicy. This is more like cinnamon. A cinnamon finish, not a red hot finish, a cinnamon. Where the 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 rebel cast strength is. So if you're someone who likes to kick back by the fire and just sip and enjoy a really good. Bourbon, the Rebel Tens for you. There's a hug, but it doesn't have that kick. Now, Rebel Yell 100 is known to have been, what would you say? The motivation for the song by Billy Idol, who drank Rebel 
yell. And it basically was the motivation for a rock star to produce a song that said in the midnight hour, uh, she cried more, more, more with the rebel yell. So rebel yell has a kick ass rock and roll connotation to it. So the cast strength not only delivers the flavor that the rebel tenure delivers, but it also delivers the ass kicking that the rebel yell 100 has without the flavor. So for the brand name, if you're going to go with the brand name, uh, you're going to pick rebel cast strength because it kicks ass, takes names and it's a rock and roll fucking bottle of whiskey. But rebel 10 takes it to another level, calms it down, lowers the proof back to the 100 that Rebel 100 has with the kick from 100, and you definitely still, you don't have the big body ass-kicking, go out and party uh, aspect that Rebel Cast Strength, I think, delivers the label. But you have this nicer, smoother, relaxing. After you've done... So you should start the night with a little bit of uh, Rebel Yell. Get into it. Hit that cast strength. And at the end of the night, finish off with the 10. And you've got the whole night covered. But once again, I think uh, the Rebel cast strength definitely earns the the three times more... uh, then the Rebel Yell, definitely worth it. And then the 10-year gets you into, uh, the the price is 100 bucks. So most people aren't going to go partying nightly with a $100 bottle of uh, bourbon. You're going to relax every once in a while with that, and it delivers there too. Now, is it five times better? I, I, for me, when you're dealing with uh, the Rebel Yell 100, uh, comparatively to the Rebel 10, yes, it's five times better. Worth the price, in my opinion. But I could tell you, there's a lot of uh, bourbons out there that it's not worth five times the price. This, the, $20, the $20 bourbon, it's not five times better. You know, this isn't the best uh, $20, $18.99 bourbon on the market. So... There you go, folks. Uh, we just compared Rebel 100 to the cast strength Rebel. That was Rebel Yell 100. This is the Rebel uh, single barrel cast strength and the Rebel 10 year cast strength that I picked up. This was a liquor barn pick, delicious, cinnamony, and this was right from the distillery. Uh, Freaking awesome all the way around. And it just basically. I wanted to do that for myself, uh, especially um, now that my taste and smell are right back on 100%. Uh, th- I was uh, revisiting a couple of the, uh, what would you say, the whiskeys we were tasting uh, that I brought on Super Nash to taste along with me so he could, uh, he you know, give you a real accurate representation. It wasn't that I wasn't tasting the whiskey. I just couldn't pull out the 
complexity if it was complex or and then the as far as the nose go there for a while, there was nothing. Now, that's a double-edged sword, getting your, your smell back, which I probably about last Thursday, I think, it came back fully. If I was right up against the, had my nostrils in the, right on the Glencairn, I could smell stuff. But if, you know, you open up a bottle now and I'm five feet away, I can smell the sweet smell of bourbon or whiskey. And before that, uh, that wasn't happening. Uh, the candle, if I was right up by the candle, I could smell it. it was a caramel candle. But if I walked in the room, there was nothing. But with that said, there was a lot of bad smells that happened over the month and a half. Really bad smells that I didn't have to smell. So it's a double-edged sword. Do you want to smell and then smell all the bad smells with the good, you know, I, you definitely want to be able, especially... When you're a podcaster, and I'm podcasting, I want to be able to give you the proper nose. It was funny because I was able to pick out that lime skittle. So fruits and sweet I could pick out, but nothing else. So that was kind of cool to be able to pull that uh, out of the bourbon, even though my my senses weren't the best at the time. I did wait till at least 90% of my taste was back and that last 10% was a really, I was tasting a lot of oak and tobacco and leather where I didn't get it before. And now I'm back to when, when it's tobacco, when it's tobacco, ochre leather, it's really tobacco, ochre leather. It's not all of the, uh, whiskeys I'm tasting. So that's kind of cool. So, that brings us to another podcast. Uh, it was great to ha have you guys listening. Uh, once again, www.scotchybourbonboys.com. Check out the check us out there. Hit that Patreon button. Give us some support. Uh, all support goes right back into the podcast. There's travel expenses. Uh, there's you know equipment. Uh, right now, the sponsors and and everything everything's going great. Uh, we're headed to the holidays. Uh, the next couple of podcasts are going to start to deal with that. We got Friday coming up with Black Friday. Uh, support your craft distillers on Black Friday. Go into those distilleries and purchase uh, what they're producing because. Supporting a craft distillery, except especially the startups, is like once they get uh, where, you know, once they get and they're starting to produce their own uh, bourbon and their own whiskeys and their own distillate, uh, it's going to be a reward to you. So look at it as an investment and make sure you frequent those craft distilleries. All right, everybody. We are face on Facebook. Facebook group, Jeffrey Mueller. Uh, check check out my personal Facebook. Uh, also, the Scotchy Bourbon Boys uh, page. And then you got Twitter, at Scotchy The. It's the Scotchy Bourbon Boys on Twitter. And you got us on, you can find us on, uh, I believe, we are on Google, Google Plus. We are on uh, Instagram. Make sure you like us on YouTube, subscribe, everything. And last but not least, it, 
Check us out on Instagram, the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Uh, all the podcast formats. So let's just do this right now. <laughs> One, two, three. Not gonna. There we go. Remember, everybody, good bourbon equals good friends and good times. Go out there and live dangerously. Well,